how to buy real estate, make millions, and never pay taxes. By using, using, step up basis, internet change, real things that will exist in the tax law, and we could have practically avoid paying taxes. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, state of Arizona and Arizona community and Azria family and members. Today is a new day and we have another awesome episode of the Azria Show. And today we have my co-host, Michael Green, hello. and we have Augie Penneth. Hey, Augie is a realtor, property management owner, investor, landlord, coach, everything like that. And he's with Pre-X, ProX Realty Management. And today we want to talk about property management. We want to come from a different perspective. Augie has experience on both sides. We really want to welcome Augie to the show. Welcome, Augie. Thank you for being here. Hello. All right. Tell me, kind of give us your background. How did you get into real estate? But before that, what did you do before real estate? Oh, wow. Okay. I got a green. I, I'm born in Eastern Europe, Bulgaria. Okay. And I, right, I was in the army for a little bit. Right after the army, I got a green card. So one way ticket, 700 bucks in my pocket. I landed in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, wow. I had a friend up here. So that's why I, I have no idea where Phoenix is. Okay. <laughs> so good thing is my English was decent. So I opened the newspaper, pointed the first open ad and came up to be the airport. So people that with the little flashes of guided mm-hmm. land, that was me. The guys that almost get hit by the airport. Exactly. It was a great option shift. So okay. nice shift. that's it. It's, it's get the first job. So then pizza delivery. After that, mm-hmm. every time is the next step. What brings you more? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this real quick because a lot of people, we, me and Mike, we was kind of talking about this. You come to to the states, to America. What was the difference between what you see here and what you saw at home in Bulgaria? Opportunities. Boom. All you have to do is work hard and be open to learning new things, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. that's it. Okay. That's it. It, it, is, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You see, we come here and we spoke with accent. Uh-huh. We were born here and spoke perfect English with perfect education, and they still cannot. Yeah. They, they don't understand. It, but yeah, just opportunity. That's it. That's the main thing. And, and I ask you that because, like I said, we was talking about it last night. My dad, he's from Central America, and that's what he used to always tell us: was like, "You're in America. Look at all the opportunity around you. Only thing you have to do is." pick something and go do it and be it. It's a big difference between immigrants that come in and see the opportunity versus us that's here. We make excuses, kind of complain and everything like that, but I just wanted to wanted to get your perspective. Yeah, just, just get it done. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, you said you move up, you pay more as you progress and you live here longer and pizza delivery made more money than the airline. <laughs> Twice more. Wow. Those are some money. I'm like, okay, 725. 
wow. And I have to go through a 10 year background check and tests and to get into the airport. It was just so hard. Wow. 7.25. And then I went and got delivered pizza for 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the first four or five years, I always had two jobs. Okay. Until I get the, the right job that doesn't, that I need to work. Gotcha. But here's the thing. Out of all these jobs, I found something about me. I don't like bosses. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've been, I fired, got fired twice. Okay. <laughs> so I came, like, I hate corporate world. I'm going on my own. Okay. That's when in 2005, that was the biggest, you know, the previous boom on real estate. Mm -hmm. Everybody was making money of it. I have properties. I like. I have to sell my property. Why not get my license and sell it myself? Say the commission. Through those years of job hopping, you bought a house or you bought properties? Yeah. I, uh, no, I bought my, my own first property. Okay, got it. First property. Okay. Just more. I have no idea of real estate. Got it. But I didn't know what, what was mine. I bought foreclosure property mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it with FHA. Okay. In 2003. Okay. Good. Prices doubled, so I have to sell it. Then mm -hmm. I bought two more. And, but anyway, I had. I got my license to sell my property. Then I sold my friend's house and then another friend's house. And it's like, man. And you're how, how many years are you in the States at uh, the time? Five? I came in 2000. So 2005. Oh. So five years. So, so you already had multiple properties owned by 2005 years in the future? Uh, no, just uh, 2005, I got one. Then I okay. sold it and bought two more. Then you bought two more. Within that first five years, then you got in the real estate agent yeah. work and started helping others. Yes. Uh, now, as an all investor, you know, investor was an idea, but I haven't. No knowledge about the process. Got it. Perfect. 2007, I became full time. I was like, I'm going to be full time. You, you built your business from five, 2005 to seven as a real estate agent. As a second job. And, okay. Be, between my other job. Got it. Okay. Awesome. In 2007, I became full time. I rented an office. I was with Carol Williams. Mm -hmm. Great company, great education. Give me a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. Here. Yeah. And I rented an office all the way to the back with no windows. <laughs> okay. Yep. I started going to the office every day. No clients, nothing. Okay. At that time, 2007, I was doing flips. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I was doing business at that time. September 2007, four of the biggest mortgage companies went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. That's when things started changing rapidly downwards. I went to a class for something called short sales. Okay. At that time, nobody had any idea what short sales. And it was a, a guy teaching investors how to buy properties with no equity. Yeah. I bought, it was the old books. Mm, binders. Binders. Yeah. It had some CDs, but a lot of binders. Uh -huh. I read them and I said, man, I can do this for commission. Start digging through the tax records. At that time, the foreclosure started rocketing. Mm -hmm. you know? And I didn't know how to get in touch with the homeowners. I, there was no skip tracing, right. databases, things like that. But I had access to the previous MLS data to see who sold the property to this person. Right. I started calling the agents and say, listen, the, the client that you sold this property two years ago is in trouble, but I can help him through something called short sales. He'll help me get in touch with the person, I'll help them out, and you'll get a referral fee. That's how I start getting a lot of short. So you're kind of like okay. before. That kind of sounds like before short sales even caught on. Yeah. Big at the oh time yes. The, the, the no, the very first short sale I did with Freeman Mortgage in Golden, and the guy's like, "I'm super busy. I have five files on my desk. 
he was the only person in the department. Wow. Three months later, it was just crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Amazing. Somehow I ended up doing short sales. So you was like a short sale pioneer. I Since then, I, I would say I'm one of the Arizona short sale experts. Mm -hmm. I would say I do 300 files every loop, loopholes. And I, I'm proud how many people I've saved from bankruptcies. And That's great. I've, Excellent. I've kept so many debts on, on people so they don't have to pay anything. Wow. So, but I started learning about foreclosure. I was like, man, I want to get with the banks. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. then I start cold calling banks. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm this, I can do this, I can help you, or the normal cold calling. Right. And then I Did start. You find, was that hard to just pick up the, not, not was it hard, but communication and gatekeepers? It was really hard. I, my English wasn't great. Mm -hmm. I, I stumbled a lot of times. I talk shit. <laughs> I, go on, I, go on. I, I talk sometimes I, I mumble I don't they don't understand me I have to repeat mm -hmm. but they on their end of it though they make it hard as well to get in touch with decision makers about these houses at that time they had so much volume they just needed people okay but it was hard too okay I got a list of targeted banks and for Christmas I send them baskets and one of them called okay mm. cool. okay <laughs> I was like, hey, thank you for the basket. I was like, all right, great. And uh, are you in our system? No, I'm not. Okay, let's opportunity the system. Simple as that. Gift. That's it. And then I called call another guy. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'll put you in the system. And like, he called me five minutes later and said, hey, do you have a, do you know where Youngtown is? Mm. And I, my office was in Scotland. Mm -hmm. I was new. I have no idea. I was like, man, Youngtown? I have no idea. This is like, no, uh -huh. I, I, I cannot take care of that, so I don't know. And I have him on the phone, and I call next door to Jim, and he's like, what was that? I was like, yeah, bank, but I can't handle it. See, I'm counting. You stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 minutes from here. Call, call him back. Uh -huh. <laughs> call back and say, hey, Jim, I can, I can take care of that. Mm -hmm. Right. Are you sure? He's like, yeah. He sent it over, and that's when my property management experience started. Okay. Because when the bank gives you an assignment, the asset, all they give you is an email with an address. Hmm. That's it. Nothing else. You have to do your own research, jump on tax record, see who the owner is, see if they're really foreclosed, go to the property, knock the door, see if somebody lives there, and do all the process. That's a lot. That's that's quite a bit of work to get to that to get to that that homeowner because the only thing you have is that just that email, just email, nothing else, nothing wow. else. And what was the expectations? What did the bank expect from you? They give you an email. What? what so they, they come up with a guideline. So within twenty four hours, you have to report what's going on okay. and X amount of mm -hmm. hours. But at that time, it was very competitive. We were getting things done with minutes and hours. Okay. Give the assignment, you have to find out. Later, you have the team, and then everybody got trained, everybody had their jobs. Email comes in, the assistant in the office. The first thing they do, they call the utility company. They want to see if there's active electricity going on. Summertime, Arizona, no electricity, nobody can survive. Right. Which properties they can. Another option, we check MLS to see if it's active. A lot of times, properties were active for sale, and they were getting foreclosed because they couldn't get sold. 
Okay. Then we call the agent, we tell them what happened. We, the agent continues the relationship between us and the, and the sub. Home, okay. homeowner. Then we try, I go and door knock. And okay. I kind of nicely explain who, who am I, what happened, try to transition them, explain what's going to happen in the next 10 days, 30 days, 60 days, how the process works. I My goal is to get the, the homeowner out of the property and get the property vacant. So, so, so those are hard conversations, right? They are. Yeah, so, so what are some some tips you can give our members about going? You know, that's a tough conversation. Hey, you're they probably obviously know they're getting foreclosed on, but that transition process, you got to have a certain way to approach them. Yes, is is the rule that you have to follow. For us. People are afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Okay, you approach them with who you are, why you're there very quickly mm-hmm. so they, they they're not they know. Yep. and tell them listen sorry that we have to meet in this circumstances but it is what it is i'm here to make this easy for you and this is what what how the process works okay this is this here's the paperwork i got from the bank this is what they want this is what they're going to give you this is what they can help you and all this the process never had problems mm-hmm. there's always issues here and there but i've never been chased or Threatened. <laughs> no dogs let out after no, you, nothing no. like that. So, so, like the people that are afraid to door knock. Yep. Right. You're, I mean, literally, you're going up to houses where people are been in their houses for years and they're about to get kicked out, and you had to explain yeah. so, this to them. And they never, nothing bad ever happened. Don't be, don't present yourself some kind of a professional. Like, I am the broker for this, this, this company. No, no, no. You're a very simple, humble guy. Say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just here mm-hmm. to check what's going on, right. to report. I got an assignment. I have to do it. I don't, I don't right. Do it. But, and then you don't be with these people. Don't shoot the messenger, basically. I'm just yeah. coming to check yeah. up and on And you try to help because you're really trying to help them. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the process They don't know. They don't even know that they have the option of getting paid to leave. Right. So that was my job was to. And so you had to educate the seller. So you knock on the door, basically get the information. I mean, you educate the seller on, or the homeowner on, these are the options that we can provide for you. Exactly. Okay. Most of the times we were offering them cash for keys so they can help them transition to another mm-hmm. property. And the common conception that they're going to get kicked out next day, it's just, it, that's illegal. And yeah. it's honest, right. So it, it's a process. You know? Okay. So, so now you're in that phase where you're, you, I think you mentioned you wanted to keep some of these houses and also started introducing you to property management. That all unfolded while you're going through this process. So when the bank gives you a property, you know, first um, you have to get people out. But mm-hmm. if the property is vacant, then you're responsible for absolutely everything like to your own property. You turn on the utilities under your name. You mm-hmm. pay you pay for the utilities. Wow. You rekey the property. You pay for the rekeying of the property. You schedule the contractors. Then you, you do, you advise the bank what the repairs are, where the damage of the property is, what's the estimated cost of the repairs. Then you advise the, the bank what's the, the best selling option. Is it as is or repair? Okay. And then if they say it has to be repaired, then you call the contractors, you schedule them, get bids over a certain amount of money, get three bids. You choose the best one and then you manage them to get the job done and you pay them. You pay everything up front. Wow. The bank don't give you any money. You're doing all of this. Most, most of the banks didn't even know. And then wow. you pay for the repairs and then you submit everything for reimbursement. Okay. 
if it's a big, big project, then with fifty, eighty thousand dollars model, then, then you, you talk to the process, bank. Then, okay. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Uh, you have to be very careful. Okay. So practically, I was managing these properties for the banks until they sent me the email, until the closing is done. Anything in between. Okay. Calls, police, fires, suicides. It's like you're the property owner. Yes. And the bank looks to me like a monthly services, school services, everything. And they rely on me to give them the right advice. What's the best, cheapest, fastest way to make more money? So real quick, so those those uh, examples you gave, fire, police, all that stuff, I'm assuming you've dealt with those situations. Oh, yeah. So what was... It was a cool story, man. What was it crazy? Not sad? Was it not cool. sad. I don't know, man. Some crazy. I had to deal with suicide. Oh, that's oh wow. Yeah. Not that one. Like, I've heard people yeah. like put cement down the drains and crazy things like that. Lost it a while. Okay. You know, but after all this, you just get certain rules. Like, when you when you go in the door, open the door and keep the door very loud. Okay. Mm -hmm. And don't go in. You just sit and wait. Yeah. And you want to see if somebody's going to start running around and, okay. and then say, then yell, you know, anybody, oh, gotcha. so like, scared like that. And later, mm -hmm. I, because they have, we had so many properties, I have to get a team. My guy was going with a, with a gun. Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. So he was finding people moving in the property to have to kick him out. Right. We haven't had crazy, crazy, huge problems. Every time we call the cops, they come and. Okay. So, so how did that transition over into your property management company? Now you're working with the bank, doing all of this, you're doing these properties. Why did you decide to say, you know what? Okay. Let me build this property management company. Yeah. The property management company came a little bit later. Okay. First, uh, I was like, okay, I'm dealing every day with foreclosures, repairs, selling the properties and making money for the bank, for the investors, why not me? Okay. I started with a few flips, hard okay. money, the regular way like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Get an mm -hmm. opportunity, get a hard money loan, fix it, resell it. And were these lead sources from the bank that you relationship you had, the houses you would flip? Or? No, because the bank was not allowing us to oh, buy our own. Oh, that's because that's what I was going to say. You got the inside track yeah, right there. You got a lead funnel. I, I mean, if I knew <laughs> the cheapest property in the bank that I sold was in 2011 for $11,000 South Phoenix, mm -hmm. I could have bought it with my credit card. Wow. That was the cheapest. From that point on, everything started skyrocketing yeah. from the prices. Okay. But I was selling properties, 40000 50000 and would. 30, 40, 50 offers. Wow. Mm -hmm. But if I knew what I know now, well, yeah. like everybody <laughs> Right, right. That my experience. Once once you work for someone and do things, then you transition to do it for yourself. A few flips here and there. And then I got cold cover to call foreclosures. Okay. At that time, the foreclosure list was huge. Every day we had 100 people getting filed. Mm -hmm. Today we have five wow right i was going through the foreclosure list and giving it my list to the cold call to call them and tell them that we could help them with short sell list the property in between i started finding good deals and i was like hmm why don't i start keeping these as the rentals i right, see so you did some flips now you're now you're transitioning to some wholesale combined hold 
I'm okay. Gonna, like, wow, okay, let's do that. But how am I going to get the money? Mm -hmm. So the first thing I did is I did a comic with Lena credit for my personal property. Okay. And that's why the funds came in. And you had equity on your... Yeah, I, at that time, I was able to, to buy a, a fixed property, mm -hmm. fix it, and pay it off. Got it. Okay. But a little bracket before that, in 2010, I had to I had bought two properties during the, the boom. Mm -hmm. I had one got foreclosed, second one got I had to do a short sale. Wow. Okay. So I knew the process, so it was easier for me to do it the right way without hurting me much and strategically negotiate with the banks and creditors. But I went through that process also. It's just and I, I know what the people are going through. Okay. So, but the difference was I had the in, inside knowledge of how the system works. I knew that if I stop making the payments now, in a year and a half, I'll be clean. Mm. Because I have three months of waiting, three months of... I had this knowledge and that I started applying this knowledge to the people that I was helping. Okay. Uh, I was explaining, hey, I'm going... I was going through the whole... Right. Thing. This is what's going to happen. Your credit's going to go bad. This is going to go do. But my job is to make sure the bank doesn't go off the equity deficiency judgment. I'll send you to my credit card. You're going to fix your credit. In three years, come back and I'll buy your house. Okay. We did 200 of these like that. And this gives me a lot of in and out for the process. Everything I've done for my partners, my clients, my friends, I've been through it myself first. And that's kind of probably helped me get better with every okay. each, each transaction. From the, yeah, the agent perspective, buying and selling, managing for the banks, failing, failing miserably. That's cool. At least you learned losing on, money. At least you learned on your dime. Yeah. Exactly. Well, kind of your dime up front. Exactly. Um, and then you started flipping on your own. You started buying home. Yes. Then I, um, during the process, the business was running okay. I was able to pay it off my house, mm -hmm. pretty clear. And but now you need capital to work with my home, right? To if, if you want credit, that was the initial uh, funds. So, so before we get into the buying home, let's hear a brief break. Let's have a brief break. Hear a word from our sponsors, and then when we come back with Augie, we're going to talk about how he started funding his buying holds, going from an agent over into being a traditional investor. <laughs> Are your real estate dreams on hold? With work, kids, everything else going on, time is limited. Most days you feel like the world's on your shoulders. You might even say to yourself, if I just had someone to lean on and push me in the right direction, I know things would happen quicker. Well, then you need to check out the Deal Finders Club, a community of investors eager to close more deals, sign more contracts, and just get ahead in life. The DFC provides weekly coaching, thriving online community, all the education you need to be confident. DFC is your fastest path to closing more deals. To learn more, head over to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. Okay, and we're back with Augie Pinev, and he's with ProX Realty Management. And before the break, Augie, we was, we was getting into how you started funding your buy and holds. How did you pivot into that? I was doing and flips like everybody else and then i decided sorry pay the money is in buying holds the problem with buying holds so so let me ask you this because a lot of people don't understand you said you're doing fix and flips now fix and flips is the sexy thing you look at tv people walk away with 50 80 000, 
triple digit flips, hundred thousand things like that. But you said the money is in holding. Why is that? Fix and flip is not investing. Clarify for us. Fix and flip is a job. Fix and flip is you're there, you do work, you get paid for your time. You're not there, nothing happens, you don't get paid. Ah, okay. Buying cold is you buy once, set it up, and you, you don't even show up, travel, don't work. The money keeps coming in, the equity keeps going up, the mortgage is getting paid. Okay. So that's the difference. One is investing, the other one is a job. Gotcha. If you're fixing flipping and you think you're investing, I have a bad news for you. Wholesaling too. Wholesaling is a job. Yep. So mm -hmm. nothing wrong with wholesaling and fixing flipping. But transition to buying hold as soon as possible. And, and that's that's key that you say that because most people when they get into real estate investing, they say, Well, I want to be able to live on the beach and have money coming in automatically. Well, the only thing that, that does that for you is buy and hold. Yes. And that's what I was doing. I was, I continued flipping, continued mm -hmm. selling, but the right properties, I keep, I hold as a, as a mm -hmm. rental properties. So in during the process, I figured out a, what's the best areas, what's the best type of property to keep perfect rental. And the biggest problem was the money because when you, if you follow the system, you have to put 20% down payment on investment property, mm -hmm. get a long-term mm -hmm. mortgage. And I started finding that if you do that on the second property, your cash is going to be gone. Yeah. What next? Then we found that the, the burn method. What's it called? The burn method method at that time? Buy, refinance, repeat. No, renovate. Buy, rent. Easy, but we always forget. I always forget. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't that popular at that time. I'm talking about 2006. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it was nicknamed. Yeah, it wasn't that. 16. Yeah. And later I came up and then I realized, okay, I started going into this little, they want to do the burn method, but you can, you put the money, you have to wait six months to a year for seasoning to get the appraisal about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I cannot do that. Then if you buy up to 10 properties, you cannot get any more loans because if anybody doesn't like that, yep. I had to figure out all these problems and that's how. I came up with the burn steroids methods, which brought me all my rentals. That's how I bought them. Okay. With deploying the money and getting them out within a month. Okay. As a person that, that utilized the burn method, I need you to help me to understand how are you getting your money out in a month? All right. Let's talk with round numbers, not realistic for the finish market. Let me explain. Let's say you want to buy a rental property and the, the appraisal value for this property is 100000 and you find this deal at 80000 Okay. If you buy the deal cash, $80,000, and you call it rented, if you go to the bank next day and say, I have a property that's free and clear cash, it's worth $100,000. I'd like to refinance and get the money out. The bank is going to say, no, in the first six months, we want seasoning. We're not going to take the real market value or the appraisal value in consideration. We're going to take your purchase price in consideration for the first six months. Okay. They're going to give you only 80% of what you bought, bought for. You're going to be leaving 20%, $16,000 locked into the deal. This is $16,000 doesn't sound a lot, but imagine if you're in a 
Phoenix market when you're talking about 300, 400,000. If you have 50,000, 80,000 of money locked in deals, everything slows down. Right. So I, we found a unique way, I found a new way to go around these rules. And I found a specific type of refinance that wasn't cash out refinance that was allowing me to do a refinance the next day. Hmm. The problem was it has to be purchase money loan. Okay. A purchase money loan is they have to buy the property with that loan. That's considered purchase money. And if you can get a hundred percent financing on the deal, you can go next day and refinance the existing loan using the appraisal value. As far as you don't get any cash out of the deal. Let's say back getting back to the scenario. Yep. Hundred thousand you're buying it for eighty thousand. But instead of paying cash eighty thousand dollars, you you get a financing for eighty thousand dollars, hundred percent purchase money loan from a private source, you buying the property with financing. On the next day, you go to the bank and say, I'd like to refinance the existing loan. I don't want any cash out. I just want to do this specific mm -hmm. refinance. And the bank says, okay, they come, they appraise the property at a hundred thousand. They say, oh, you already have 20% equity. You don't have to give us 20% down payment. Mm -hmm. They pay the $80,000 loan to the private investor and you place 30 year amortization, nice. cheap mortgage. In the meantime, you have placed tenant. We have a property that you have zero money out of your pocket, 100% finance from the bank, the cash flow, you have 20,000, 20% equity, and you move to the next one. Okay. So this way, you create the infinite investment, the infinite return. You have zero cash out of your pocket into the deal, and you just move on to the next one. Gotcha. Sum it up. Go out there, find investment property, get a private lender to lend you the money on a property, purchase it, go to a bank, refinance your private lender out, give them back their money. Now the bank is in that first link position at the purchase price that you purchased it for, which is 80% of the value, but it's 80,000 versus 100,000. Now, okay, and then you have that, that money, the bank, is financing that property, and now you can go and do it again. Zero risk. What happened? What? It's going to close. Market's going to crash. Take it. Have nothing to this property. Well, even not even take it either, right? It's like, why don't you have rent during your key? You know? Yes, because yeah. it, it, it cash flow. Yeah. Cash flow in zero cost. And, and then later, I perfected this once we did it multiple, multiple times. It's he has a little hiccups here and there. You have to you have to have your own mortgage guy that understands that how to find out these things. I can't tell you how many mortgage people I spoke with and I explained this and they just they don't get it. Mm -hmm. Well, it takes a creative mind, and that's one of the things that's most important with being an investor. You need to have a creative mind. You need to see the problem and how can I analyze this problem and how can I solve this problem? That's that's one of the main things. So. And later we start helping my friends, clients to do the same thing and not even use 
outside private money, but they use their own personal cash to do that. We can come up with a creative way how you can help you create your own personal hard money company. You find a hard money company, hard money company funds you, and then you go and refinance yourself. Hmm. We, we got a little creative. So that's what the thing that helped me with our property management also is we don't just do property management. I can advise you on your portfolio. I can tell you structure, help you structure your deals, and and do your increase your return on investment significantly. Okay. Like biggest thing, biggest mistake that a landlord can do right now is that they have a free and clear property because they have so much money left in the property mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything for them. Right. It's um, losing value because of inflation. Actually. No, no, no. But that's fifteen percent. Let's say. 10, 15% maybe, but the properties that I have, they, we're talking about 1,500% per year. Mm -hmm. That's 1,500% right. <laughs> return on the investment. Just because you, you use the right leverage to a okay. certain level, to a certain point, and all that. There's a lot of ways, wait, example, there, there was this client that I explained to him, listen, um, I see your portfolio, you have a lot of properties, but why don't we create your, your own personal bank? They're like, what do you mean? I can't have a bank? They're like, not bank, bank, but you mm -hmm. finance your own deals. You don't use hard money. How are we going to do that? I looked at all his portfolio. He had a sixplex that was, he had only like 250000 okay to be paid off. And appraised a lot of maybe eight, nine hundred thousand. Huge equity. Right. Not doing anything. And then he had three other rentals that had a, a lot of equity also. The problem was that he cannot touch the equity because they all have first lien loans, first okay. loans. And no bank is going to give you an equity line on second position right. on investment. What we did is we structured his, all right, let's do take these three properties. We go cash out, refinance, take X amount of money, pay off the loan for the sixplex. We have a free and clear sixplex. And you go to this bank and get a revolving commercial line of credit for five hundred thousand. We can use this to purchase right. your own your own bank, your own properties. You don't have to use twelve percent hard money loans. Gotcha. And the revolving line of credit is four and a half, and you can take it at any time. So wow. And then then we start creating his own personal hard money company LLC that he can put the cash there company finances him and he goes buys the rental then goes refinance it next day gets the money out moves to the next one wow man so so that's as I, you're saying this earlier that's why you when you're building your team as a real estate investor so why you work with people property managers accountants that invest in real estate themselves absolutely do not hire a property <laughs> manager a mortgage guy a tax guy that they don't do fix and flip or they don't have rentals. They just don't understand the process. And okay. I use specific people because they understand in the creativity and the, what we need to do to get it done. Because they're doing it for themselves. Yeah. They're but, finding out the best but, way for themselves. Right. Well. I'll give you an example. I, my tax guy prepares my taxes. I do not file my taxes until my mortgage guy sees my taxes. Mm -hmm. My mortgage guy approves my tax return. Which we have the same mortgage guy I found out all <laughs> yes. the time. I go to my mortgage guy and say, listen, this year I want to buy seven properties. 
check these tax returns. Based well, on this, yeah. are you going to be able to find this, buy seven, finance me with seven properties this year? Like, no. Last time, last year, my tax I got pissed. Investment uh-huh. mortgage guys, we get. You have 500 pages of tax returns. If we give this to the underwriter, they're going to freak out. Yeah. We're going to restructure and put these companies under this and this company under that. And instead of giving 500 pages, we're going to give 15 pages. My tax guy had to work a whole day to set it up, was pissed. But then I'm all set. Right. I have to go to the underwriter. And that's what we start calling being bankable. Yeah. Okay. Being bankable. And that's one of the the, the three things that you have to master in the buy and hold in. It's first one is real estate. Second one is financing. Third one is taxes. Yeah. If you don't, if one of these three you're lacking, you're not getting the full potential of the return on investment. Love it, man. Great advice, man. Yeah, excellent, excellent advice. So, so, so tell us about, you know, He's a, a new business associate here at Ezria. So welcome, right? First Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's official. Oh, you're at the last meeting. You'll start seeing him at having a booth at, at the trade show at the monthly meeting, yeah. as well as at other events that will Yeah, come and see me. I'll be, I'm there personally and talking real estate. Tell us the name of your company. Tell us what your services you provide and, and how you can benefit members. So once I start buying holding properties, then I start coming in five, six, seven, then I was like, if I'm going to do this, why not just put a property management company and I want to get the service that I want to get. Mm-hmm. So then that's how we came up with the project built management. I have a partner, Laura, she's the designated broker of mm-hmm. operations. And I start setting up everything the way I want my properties and me to be serviced with the guarantees that I want to guarantee. Because I don't know, a lot of people say that the property managers are failed real estate agents. So mm-hmm. if you cannot make it in real estate, you, you become a property manager. I didn't want that to be. <laughs> so, so I start specific rules. Uh, for example, inspections. I can't tell you how many properties I short sell or foreclose because tenants ruin the property. Mm-hmm. I go there, the landlord's like, oh yeah, I had this property for five years. They've been paying on time. How the property looks, I have no idea. I go their property has 50,000 damages, wow. 25,000 damages. It just, it's not worth it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're getting paid on time. We place a tenant and on the third month, we go into property inspection. Yeah. We want to know who we place in the property. That's one. Second, we do not renew a lease in usually that's every year without doing inspection on the property. We do inspection on the property. If there's a damage done by the tenant, we do not renew the lease until the damage is fixed. Hmm. Because if you let it go, it piles up. Yeah. And the rule of thumb is one rent per year has to go into the maintaining the property. Okay. If you miss five years, that's five rents. Oh, yeah. That's a good formula. Yeah. Officially, 8% is the average of the rental income for your for single family home. For the multifamily, it's, it's more. Okay. Then I wanted to have guarantees, so I came up with pretty strong guarantees. The other thing is the legal side of the business. When you landlord, you, you could get sued a lot more than just when you're selling real clients and real estate. We want to have legal separation between the, the owner and the tenant. Mm-hmm. So we're in the middle. 
our landlords do not know who the tenant is. They don't see the application. They do, they do not sign the lease. Mm. We decide who we're going to place in the property. The only thing that the landlord tells us is how much money they want for the property okay. per month. We sign the leases, we place the tenant, we decide who's the best, we, we inform the landlord that they're going to start getting money, and we guarantee the tenant. If the tenant stops making the payments, we pay for the eviction. Oh, wow. And That's we, good. we replace the tenant with a new one for free. I'm caught on, you said the homeowner doesn't sign the lease? No. Interesting. So, how's that work? How's that possible? When they, when they hire us as a property manager, okay. we have the authority to do that for them. Like a power of attorney? Power of attorney. Okay. Yes. okay, cool. So we, because we collect the taxes for them, uh, we go to the county, we pay for the sales tax to the county, okay. and we have a power of attorney for them to do that. Okay. We have a legal separation of that. And then we still give them the guarantee of if they don't like us, they can cancel any time. The, the, the property management agreement is for 30 days. They can, they can cancel it anytime. Oh, wow. Renews every 30 days. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's different. Another problem usually comes with the pets. Pets are a good thing for, for, for rent because 60 plus percent of renters have pets. pets. If mm -hmm. they don't have, they will have it. And they tend to stay longer in these properties. You just have to, to keep them out. Mm -hmm. And we have a pet guarantee. If we let a pet in the property without, and they do a damage, then the security deposit is not enough. We pay a thousand bucks out of the company money to fix the problem. So then I have I call it price match price match guarantee. If you hear my services and if you go out and find somebody else that does what I do, our company does for cheaper, we'll match the price. So far I haven't found anyone. Okay. So we're not the cheapest, we're not the most expensive. But the service we provide, the values is mm -hmm. there. The value is there. Okay. Great, man. That's exciting. Yeah. So, and the final thing that we came up with, especially for Asria, we came up, Mike and Mike helped with that, is we came up with a free property management program. Okay. And it, it, it's a secret, so I'm not going to tell it <laughs> on air. Okay. But well, you tell me if they come to, up to the booth at the. Yeah, they come to the booth. At least come, yeah, come and cool. talk to me. And <laughs> we have a way for you not to pay for property management at all. Okay. Awesome. All right. You gonna leave us in suspense? Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> awesome, man. All right. So, yeah, the, the, the legal side of it. When I was starting, also I spent a lot of time with attorneys and to perfect the, the lease agreement. We use the standard real estate department agreement, but we have another eight pages of additional clauses to protect the landlord. So then you need to know what, for example, if you have short-term rental and you use a long-term lease, you might not be able to get the people out of the property that don't leave. You have to evict them. Hmm. Because it just depends on which lease you're using. For short-term leases, you have to use short-term lease. For long-term, you have to use long-term long -term. Yes. Okay. So little man, small things like that, that landlords, they might try to save 150 bucks property management fee. But in the end, it might cost them a lot more. Right, right. And the money is in buying real estate, not changing toilets. Right, leaving toilets. That's true. What you got next, Marcus? Okay. I mean, that's that's really much it. We went into a whole lot. Oh, you gave us quite a bit. I mean, just making sure you be your own bank. Went over how to 
you know, acquire property. Was it, yep. what did you say? Being what was those three terms? The three things you'd have to master in, in buying holding is first is real estate. Yep. Real estate. Second is financing. Financing. And the third is taxes. Taxes. Yep. Because I teach a class in, in Michael Dillard. Uh, we have actually a C class prepared mm-hmm. for members for Andrea here at the new location coming. And it's how to buy real estate, make millions, and never pay taxes. So and I need to be in that class. Yeah, definitely. By using and using step up basis, ten thirty one exchange, real things that exist in the tax law, and you could have practically avoid paying taxes forever. So, so you re- yeah, Augie recently got certified for to teach real estate agents and get CE credits investing. Is that, that right? Yes, and I'm a real estate broker also, and yeah, I can. Uh, teach other agencies in classes to continue education. But okay. there's a, a lot of lack of understanding for real estate agents, how to invest in real estate mm-hmm. or work with investors. We're going to solve that. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we would support you on that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do for you. Okay. Augie, uh, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, how can we get in touch with you, sir? So the property management company you can call, uh, go online, mm-hmm. uh, com. Uh, we also do a monthly events for buying home investors. Every last Tuesday of the month, we have a event for buying home investors. We bring professionals to teach them landlords how to increase their profits. It's nice networking, yeah. food yeah. drinks, yeah. the usual. For that, you can go and see on buyingholdevent.com. You can see the schedule when the next one is going to be. And it's very easy. Just Google my name, Augie Pennant. Okay. So, guys. Go to buy, B-U-Y, and A-N-D, hold.com. I'm sorry, buyandholdevent.com. Yeah. Spell it all out. The and is spelled out. Buyandholdevent.com. Well, Augie, I really appreciate you. I'm sure Mike appreciates you being here. Yeah, man. I mean, I think, uh, you know, if you, as you listen to this show, you can see the experience that you have through the years and the different yeah. types of investing, different, different types of agent work you've done. Property management. Yeah, the, the goal here is not just to provide yeah. property management, it's just to provide overall look of your portfolio, mm-hmm. uh, advise you how mm-hmm. to increase your profits, little changes here and there. Recently, I have a friend of mine who, who does buying home on a high level, about 100 properties, but he does it himself. We sat down in about lunch, he bought lunch, in about 40 minutes, I increased his monthly income of $10,000. Wow. Because yeah, when you have a hundred properties, yeah. you just do a little here, yeah. a little there, a little there, and then that's how you get ten thousand dollars a month. Love it. Okay. So so as you can see, just introduce yourself to Augie at the at the meeting or check out his websites, give him a call. Again, see find out that secret how how to how to get how not to pay for property yeah. management. Free property management will as be members. Awesome. Figure it out. All right, Let's guys. Know. Make sure you meet Augie Pinnan here with Pro X. Realty Management. Thank you so much, all you. We really appreciate you. Thanks for listening to The Ezria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.